0: Welcome to Office 365 Distill. A podcast about Office
1: 365 and single model.
0: Hello, Steve. Hello, Moraine. Ah. Number 23. Yes. And I'm 97.6% certain it's number 23. <laughs> I just had a session here uh, just to let everybody know this is our second podcast. We're at Ignite in Orlando. We're having fun. Uh, where there was a spare slot in the podcast booth, and so as we're always game for a laugh. Of uh, course. This is a very weird conference. Weird in that, what have we just eaten?
1: Uh, sm- <coughs>
0: <coughs> well, the, the, it actually caused Moraine to die of a cough. Uh, but yes, we had some nitrogen frozen cereals.
1: Yes, yeah, Smoky Dragon Puffs.
0: Smoky Dragon Puffs. It is bu- actually
1: Cheeto balls in uh, nitrogen cooked,
0: whatever uh, did you do with did that. Did Cheeto mind having his balls cooked in nitrogen? Probably. Probably. He had a smile on his face at the time. Yeah, so well, this you know, is definitely som- sometimes... Conference. Because they can. It started off a bit like that today, didn't it? It Um, did. Actually, it started off. Somebody had my balls in their hands. (coughs) Yes, exactly. Actually, we've just got to tell you this conference has been awesome for me. I know I've got more out of it than Moraine, and that's cool. But in terms of the stuff we've been doing this week, it's been pretty neat. Yes. And this morning, the
1: only thing we still need to do is skydive. And
0: then we more or less did everything. Well, we've still got Saturday. True. But you have to take a drive to the coast. Nah. 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 Uh, we'll see where we're going to go. So let's so, just talk anyway, about this morning. Yes. That was my highlight. Yes. This morning was brilliant. What did we do? We went into the Microsoft Virtual VR escape room. Yes. But it so the Microsoft Security yeah, the was subtitles. having a
1: uh, yeah, an escape room. Uh, but it was all VR. So we were uh with a team of five. Who was with us? We had We had uh Anche Lamartine. Yep.
0: We had uh Albert Hoiting.
1: and and we had Corinna Linz.
0: And we had Steve Dolby and Moraine. Oh yeah. And it was oh it was yeah. amazing. It's the one of the best VR things that I've yes. played with. That was so cool. We were each in a in a
1: separate little chamber. Yep. And then uh but in virtual reality we were all together in one level and we were trying to stop a hacker by
0: solving all kinds of puzzles i lost my virtual <coughs> kiss reality yeah i had a kiss with adi that was the virtual character hey let's have a kiss it was quite fun just watching these two characters come together in the headset it was neat <laughs> it was just weird <laughs> that was corinne playing around but there you go yeah it's good fun but yeah. I, I can't believe i, I still want to talk about it but i've never seen vr where it was a full story 15 minutes it was all encapsulated yeah. and you did forget that you were part of the real world it was very weird
1: afterwards when we walked out we were walking next to a next to a uh, some kind of structure and i had to touch it to feel like is this is this real it it kind of messed with my head
0: Yeah, it's really clever as well because they they had uh, white marks (coughs) in the virtual reality that was basically your distance. And when you got close to the wall, it was going boop, 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 circle, so that you didn't walk into the real wall that you couldn't see because of your headset. That was It was awesomely done. It was brilliant. And we failed miserably. We didn't actually <laughs> no, abs- do the exercise.
1: Oh. <laughs> we were like, yeah,
0: we solved it
1: now. Okay, good. You solved the first puzzle. Here's the s-
0: second puzzle. But I was thinking oh what no. we should do. Let's go back tomorrow and just do it you and I. Let's see what, when we'll do it. We'll no, go and check whether we can no, get no, in. Oh man. No.
1: oh we can check if we can do it
0: again. Do it again. Just Absolutely. You and I. But now we you know what we're doing.
1: No, but that's not going to work because you need a lot of people to do. S- There's a lot of. Manual actions that you need to do in these puzzles. So we needed to turn uh, discs, Everybody and needed we to needed to put time. all these balls into a giant sphere so they get all connected. If you do that with five people and you know what you're doing, I guess we can. Because the the first team had a record time of what seven minutes, yeah. nine minutes, something like that.
0: <laughs> so with two people that know what they're doing is it better? No, there are too many manual actions, man. You know, you just said that. that yes. have heard that. Do you want to say it again? Yes. There are too many manual actions. So my question then, so now you've got it out of your system, is if you have two people that know what they're doing in a controlled way and working together, it's better than five people where you're having to try and communicate (coughs) with each other and not trip over each other in terms of what they're doing. So it's not like you can go in and say, hey, you go and get um, access, you go and get Outlook, you go and get... Yeah, it's not that we're that organized. It's that much more difficult to organize five people. And this is just like rolling out Office 365. If you have 10 people in a team and they all know what they're doing when they're rolling out Office 365 and it's properly prepared, all the communications, all that kind of stuff, it will go smoothly. But if you yeah. have, you know... I mean, smooth like people. an Irish whiskey, smooth. smooth. like an Irish whiskey, yes. <laughs> or like
1: the Macallan 12 that we had yesterday, smooth. That
0: Macallan 12 was very, very nice. Mm. It was the only one I wanted to drink, I have to say, last night. Mm-hmm. I don't... I Enough. Anyway. Yeah, that was cool. Anyway, but it's true. Uh, so I sat there and thought to myself, I wonder whether the two of us, knowing what we want to do and the way we do work well together, yeah, you know, so it's easy, isn't it? Because yep. you, you, we wanted to step in and help the people that were failing, and that wasn't
1: helping. Oh man, some people are just failing miserably. And also to be said, we lost we lost a person
0: halfway. We had technical hitches. Yes.
1: Yes. Somebody but. had a technical issue and
0: couldn't uh, continue with us. Uh, so, yeah, they should have gave us a free go, yeah, so that's what we did this morning oh. that was that was pretty pretty cool um, and then, what did we do? Um, you suffered today a little bit, end of Yeah. You know, I've just pulled him off his deathbed to come and do this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, the U.S. has pretty good drugs, so I'm feeling (laughs) all relieved
1: and all all ready to go again. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. Because (laughs) we have to go to Universal Studios later on. We do. And the one thing I still remember so vividly from Universal Studios is the beer we had in the Hard Rock Café.
0: Beforehand, I was going to ask whether we're going to start. They off.
1: We are definitely going to go See there the because they have the the ceiling that was uh, drawn like like the ceiling in the uh, Sistine Chapel in the Sistine Chapel. But then instead of the apostles, you had all these rock Bruce
0: legends: Elvis Presley, the yeah.
1: guy from Nirvana. Yeah. What's his name? Oh, James.
0: the guy from Nirvana. The guy from Nirvana. Nirvana. Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. Yes. yes, and the pink Corvette floating in the air. The pink Corvette, yes. And the shots, they were. D- the shots were cool. D-
1: making all the th- It was just a, one, of the, one of the best Hard Rock Cafe experiences I ever had.
0: There you go. So that's good then. We'll do the Hard Rock Cafe before yeah. we go into Universal Studios. Yep. Uh, what ride are you looking forward to?
1: Mm, I had so much fun with the Transformers ride and the oh uh, wow. Harry Potter ride. The one in the bank? Do- yes.
0: Yeah, I love those. those way better than the actual real roller coasters. Those were awesome. Yeah. They were so cool. Nah, nah, that's neat. Yeah. All right. Governance is something that you do with a scalpel, not with a spray can. Oh, nice segue. It was very good, wasn't <laughs> it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Very well, subtle. I mm-hmm. thought we'd get started somewhere. I could have gone with my other note. Yes, I know. I've got notes again. Whiskey, the great... Governance Leveler. That was yep. the other tagline that we managed to come out with yesterday. So, But the scalpel stuff. What's the lady's name? Because I can't remember. You know, the one that does the team's governance thing. Canala. Can-
1: Caruana Gatimo. You see, I told you.
0: Oh, this. Actually, yeah, say yeah, that yeah. again. That was awesome. Caruana gatimo uh, <coughs> There you are. Caruana We're going to talk about your session. She came out with this wonderful term that governance Is something you do with a scalpel, not with a spray can. And I just love that. But isn't that,
1: because we've been talking baseline governance, and isn't just baseline governance like the the big axe instead of the scalpel? Kind of. But is it more the big axe that you use or the big sword that you use to make from this big, piece of wood into a smaller piece of wood so that you can use that scalpel to finish it off with
0: no. Okay. No too bad. But great pictures. Great storyboarding. I like that. It is basically yes. It's it's the stuff I want to do quickly and and not worry. It's a bit like yeah. doing ice sculpture. You know, yes. you do it with the axe, get the shape, and then you start to finesse it Rang, with the stuff. Yes. Chain yes. Chainsaw. Chainsaw. Um But uh, the difference, of course, between a scalpel and a spray can uh, is one that is, hey, you know, I can do the detail with the spray can if I want. You've seen those wonderful tags on the side of the Mm -hmm. buses and the coaches Mm -hmm. and stuff. Uh, Whereas a scalpel, of course, you're slicing away and and edging away. And I think what what she was basically trying to say here was that... um, You shouldn't actually just start off with a blank wall and get a spray can out and da 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 -da. Just the same in some respects, you don't take a scalpel and do an operation. You've got to plan both things in a different kind of way. And the scalpel, of course, is about the detail, the finesse. Mm -hmm. And if you're rolling teams out to... I don't know how many thousands of people, it doesn't really matter. You need to understand the conditions under which they're going to use Teams. And I'm using Teams as an example and because everybody else here is talking about Teams. And this session uh, yep. she was talking specifically mm-hmm. about Teams. No, no, you have to check what condition your condition is in. Correct, exactly correct. And then, they, then you need to manage them, of course. So I was also thinking about the spray can thing afterwards. Um, So, I decide under what conditions I'm going to allow teams to operate under, and then uh, we get into the operation mode, and we've used the scalpel to define naming conventions and decide who can and who cannot create sites, what's going to happen to those sites in terms of the length of time, the content on them. And after this week, of course, now we can classify those sites with the security label, and. retention policies, and all those kinds of stuff, so we can do real site lifecycle. Pick that up. That's being released in the next few months. Real site, whether it's a SharePoint site or a team site, which is actually an Office 365 group, but yes, so you can do site lifecycle. But that spray can is also as an interesting attribute to it all, because all of these team sites that you've got, they paint the picture of collaboration in your organization. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you imagine some tagline that actually says something, hey, it says MS Teams. But the way that it's been drawn, the style, the uh, scenarios that you build to use Teams. You're looking at me as if you've got no idea where I'm going to go with this.
1: Uh, I don't, but please continue.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like a genre of music, rock music and and Mm -hmm. rap and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. The way you put your Teams into the organization has to have a voice. It has to have... Uh, a reason for existing. And I'm going to use Teams differently to what I'm going to use SharePoint sites. Yes. So, what you're doing with that scalpel is you're shaping out what that team and that team environment, all of those teams, are actually going to be in the organization. Or am I talking complete bullshit?
1: Mm, I was not in the session, so I, I have no idea. In, in what context she was mentioning it, but no, no, no. What, what I'm what I'm looking at is with a spray can you add something to something, uh, and with a scalpel you cut away something from something.
0: Ooh, that's a very interesting analogy, isn't it? You, with this this comment that came out, she kind of just threw it off the top of her head. Yeah, and uh, and somebody caught it. Actually, she told somebody, "Hey, you should tweet that. That's really good. Governance with the scalpel." And I'm sure she was talking about precision rather than anything yes. else. And yes. we're kind yes. of ext- extrapolating it along uh, more than that, which is kind of, so the context is not needed.
1: No, 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 but it, 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 is, it is absolutely true. And I, I love the, the fact that we, with our baseline, baseline governance story cut out a big part and that we then use that scalpel to really fine tune the, the specifics that, uh, that an organization needs in order to have that collaboration done. Yeah. Agreed,
0: and it's a little bit like the operation where the scalpel gets used. Of course, there's a lot of pre-planning before you start cutting away. You know, yeah. <laughs> you've seen these operations where they get a marker pen when and write on the body where they're gonna. Yeah. You know, that's the baseline governance here. Yeah, There's we're gonna take a cut here, and we're gonna do a dotted line there, and then we'll put some stitches in here, and so that they. That's the baseline governance. But when they actually have the operation and they're down under and they get that knife out. They must be, even, doesn't matter how long you've been a surgeon, I think, before you make that first cut. You know. But that's good that you mentioned that because
1: you have prerequisites. You can only start cutting when the patient is down.
0: That's true. Or the governance is make yeah. sure they're asleep before you stick the knife in. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and make sure you're working on the right leg. Yes, <laughs> or arm. or <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Actually, no, yep. even more in that, make sure you're working on the right person. Exactly. And that's why you have that silly white label around your, uh, yeah, your wrist because that defines the person and the name. And I know that they are checked before they start. So are oh, you who I, you I say I you are? Show your name.
1: Might hope so. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> oh, that. Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Imagine if they were like digital armbands. You could kind of hack the system and <laughs> yeah swap yes, yes. I need a cell. new
1: kidney for my dad. So this guy is going in for, for a. Whatever, and dad's and going in for a sore yeah.
0: toenail. Yeah, so I just hacked the numbers around. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Ooh, we've just found a new a new uh, t- uh, terrorist plot. <laughs> 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 Swapping labels at yeah. hospitals. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But I quite like it. I like the idea that uh, you should take some finesse uh, finesse with that. The other message yes. that she said was was really quite interesting. I, I can't remember the exact words because, but I won't get my notes out to check. But was that if you're going to do governance in Teams, you're doing governance in Office 365 groups. Yes, exactly. And that's that's the decisions you're making. So many of those decisions around governance are actually made at that level. And and even though we've seen a lot of growth in Teams admin this week in terms of the new stuff then um, it's still, you've got to think about those Office 365 groups. Plus, of course, if somebody goes to create themselves a new SharePoint site, chances are they're going to create themselves a new Office 365 group. New group. So your yes. governance for your teams and your governance for your group is all controlled yeah. by one area. So
1: instead of talking about SharePoint and instead of st- talking about teams, wouldn't we just need to talk about groups more Yes,
0: we absolutely should. If
1: we, t- I mean, in governance terms, so if we are talking about SharePoint governance and, and Teams governance and, and something else governance, maybe it's all group governance, and, sh- and we should do all these things. Or even it's it's maybe even higher, because with all these uh, sensitivity labels and, and such coming out and actually impacting everything, including your email and stuff like that, um, this might
0: be. Um, Distracting, isn't it? All this these this, last this might be very
1: us. distracting, yes.
0: <laughs> no, it is true. And just to show how important it is, we actually went to a session today on Office 365 Groups and we didn't get in. No. Nope. So even on a Thursday, full. Uh, not such a busy day here, it's been a little no. quieter, that Groups 365 session was full. We couldn't get in. No. So exactly. One that we will have to catch up with. So neat. So that was yep. Teams. So we've done Teams now. Um... Um, let's not mention teams again let's just use groups let's just talk about groups yeah. there's the learning just yeah. talk about groups so Maybe What else? is more what else has been exciting this week it's nearly four days search. gone now search. we had a really good session earlier about search we did and actually I had an awesomely brilliant session earlier on in the week but I'm not sure whether you were there or not whether it was when you was on the teams booth mm. oh we'll mention teams again sorry Ah oh, man and then there's the parties Oh man, there's the parties. We had a good party last night. Mangoes. Well,
1: well, I thought it was a good party. It was entertaining. I
0: like live live entertainment. Yes. The Michael Jackson look-alike. He
1: looked really Michael Jackson. Yes. Yes,
0: Yes. and uh, yeah, the Cabana dancers. That was quite cool. The Brazilian.
1: Peacock feathers in their ass type of uh, uh, people. Yeah, Yeah, mm -hmm. that was quite neat. Anyway,
0: you were going to talk about Search before I segued again into something completely different.
1: I get it, I get it. We've been away from home for a few days, so cabana dancers might look more promising than Search right now. That's true. And we've been in
0: bars with hundreds of different whiskeys in. Multiple And we went to a, a cool restaurant last night Moon oh, yes. Fish. Uh, Anybody exactly. going to Orlando, if you're in Orlando next year, probably moonfish, put it on your list. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. You had my, my. You had, you had, you get the national fish of Hawaii. Uh, no, in the end, I didn't, I didn't go
1: for that one. Ah,
0: you did? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, ah okay. I thought you, oh, uh, well, matter. anyway, doesn't yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So, search, search
1: absolutely. So, what, what I was missing from search was the fact. That if, if we're talking about sharepoint 2013 i i love to build those display templates oh yes i love to fumble around with them because and for
0: you did yes
1: and even though it was not so easy to do it because you needed some javascript and stuff like that but um was, it, w- it wasn't that hard either. So I, I could do it. I'm a developer and I could do it. And I, I love to play around with them, creating all kinds of really cool solutions. And what we see now is that Microsoft brought that again into, uh, the, the, into the SharePoint world. So now you're uh, again able to create your own display templates, as it were. So it's now called result types. Uh, but now you can just Jason your way into describing uh, how the results should look like. And good. I really love that.
0: You, you Jason your way into. Yes. I like that. <laughs> you want to get that copyrighted. <laughs> yes. I'm a programmer and I Jason my way into. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. But it was good. But that that to me, of course, is the back end. Yeah. I mean, I remember SharePoint 2010, the best bets, and 2007 oh SharePoint, yes. the best yes. bets, which is yes. now back. Yep. And even more than they were before. So now in the same search from a configuration perspective, you can have more than one best bet. So mm-hmm. you can basically mm-hmm. set up all of the right keywords and all of the terms that you want to set up for within your organization and the synonyms and in 117 different million languages so that you can get people to the right data and it can be pre-configured. Yep. The role of SharePoint administrator is back, folks. So if the anybody here- The yes. search exactly. administrator is back. Sorry, search administrator is back. So if you've got a you know a hidden penchant to be a search- A hidden what? Penchant. Ponchon. What's a ponchon? I can't remember exactly. Is that number is.
1: seventy-two on my uh, Chinese uh, delivery? It service. sounds like,
0: doesn't it? Ponchon. If you have a yearning or if you have a desire, okay, uh, a ponchon. I'm going to have to look that up in a minute. <laughs> that one's going to definitely be on the notes. Well spotted. Uh, anyway, anyway <laughs> if you have a desire, you've had you in the closet to be a. SharePoint, uh, sorry, a A search search administrator. administrator. It has been a long week. Then then that that job is back. So basically, there's a whole brand new set of interfaces. So I can import my uh, terms. I can import my acronyms. I can decide. And we talked about governance. There's now a process. There has to be a process. Okay, I go to HR and I go, HR, when somebody searches retirement pay, what do you want to show them? Because I can now give them the exact link whenever they search that.
1: Even better, we can just deliver them with the answer in the near future. Yes, pull it straight from a list or a... Pull it from a document. Yep. Because with all the contextual search, things that are coming, it is able to understand the information in a document and actually give you an answer instead of a result. Yes. And that is ultimately what you want to have because if you google something or if you bing something nobody uses bing anyway if you google something <laughs> you actually get results and you don't want a result you want an answer and you don't want results you want an answer if i'm looking something if i'm looking something up i want to have an answer you want an answer
0: okay how do you take a cereal and freeze it so that it goes crispy? Exactly.
1: And so I don't time. want 60 million results describing that. No, I want the answer. This is
0: the way how you do it. You took away the idea that when you bite into this, it gives you smoke coming out your nose. Oh, that was dead cool. It was really cool. Yes. <laughs> Simplest thing in the world. Just, Just a dragon, dragon puff. cereals in nitrogen and it's cool. But the thing about the governance around this search is that... It's not something that IT can do. It's not something that IT can sit there and go, hey, these are going to be the best by searches. No, exactly. So you've got to really get out into the business. And understanding the business benefit of of Search Now is really about the relationships you have to form with the people that own the content, that have the answers to those questions you're looking, because Search, yeah, it'll work out of the box. There was a great slide in that presentation we went to today. They said, okay, here's search. And on the left-hand side, it was do nothing. Yes, just keep it out of the box. Straight as easy It, is. it will work. Do what you want yep. it to do. And, and nobody will, will notice.
1: Very well. Yep. And, and for 90% of all your search questions, it will work.
0: And on the far right-hand side, there's Moraine pulling his design template equivalents together. And building custom pages, which is going to be coming next year. So Mm -hmm. those search custom pages. And they do look nice, search custom pages. They look very nice, absolutely. So then, of course, in between, you get the stuff you can configure. You know, the citizen programming stuff that you just configure and away you go without code and all that kind of stuff, which equally was good. The external connectors, being able to search your file shares, being able to search Wikipedia or whatever else that you want to do. Uh, and also to bring that content into play. Mm-hmm. So Search has, is a big thing, and I think uh, uh, we were talking yesterday uh, a little bit that it seems to feel like a coming of age. Um, yeah, the uh, everything Ignite. all around AI,
1: for example, and so Search. It's all doing its stuff
0: now and yes. working. Yes. So Search was announced last year, now it's actually there. Um, the AI stuff seems to be doing it stuff and we're seeing that integrated in so many different things like uh, I saw a, a flow that was being demoed and he said yeah I did this was a, a Visio diagram that had been created and mm-hmm. then exported and cr- and it creates itself as a flow you have to do a bit of work on it of course yeah but it creates itself as a flow and what they'd actually done in there was done a translation so he put it in in Spanish but there was a Uh, a command for AI to go and translate it as part of the flow. And and you kind of think, wow, we've got to that point with flow. It's not called flow now, of course, it's Power Power Automate. Automate. I should use Power Automate. But we've got to the point where the ability to put some input into here in any language for it to be translated and acted upon with some level of confidence to give you an output as part of that process. Kind of, oh, it is there. So it is a definitely a coming-of-age yeah. kind of uh, Ignite, which also is exciting, of course, because now they've done this stuff, that means we need to think about what they're going to do next. Project Cortex. Oh, Project Cortex. Yes, I guess you're right. That's the kickoff, isn't it? And I haven't got time to do that now because I have to configure my search yeah. and, and get all those search pages set up and working and yeah. all the stuff with hubs and all the site codes. Yep. That all needs to be done. Yep. So it's going to be a busy 2020. And the private channels that have now arrived. I'm just going to ignore private <laughs> channels. I'm going to put private channels into Did Cortex. you turn it off for the company? You can turn it off. No, oh yes, you, you can. can. I saw the admin. So there's, yes. a g- uh,
1: there's an admin switch where you can say, okay, can my people in my organization create private channels, yes or no? By default, it's on. If you don't want to have that, turn it off.
0: And you can also decide within the administration who can create private channels and who can't. Yep. So whether your members can or your owners. So that's true. Also, turning things off, you can turn off search results appearing in your Bing browser. So when you have,
1: what? Well, you know, what? like
0: you can search in Bing and you can get your SharePoint results and everything else coming in. Yeah. You can actually now turn that off so that they don't turn up. So if you don't, if you're not really comfortable with your search results coming in the Bing browser, there is an off I'm button. I'm not
1: sure that's right because. If you want to search for something in Bing, and you want your SharePoint results to turn up, you have to actually set that up. That these results will appear
0: in Mm, Bing. My guess is if you enable some of the search features, it just appears. But there is now a button to stop results being displayed in uh, with all the other internet search results. Okay. So there was definitely the Bing for business part. Yes, Okay. in the search page. It's actually far right-hand side, somewhere down there. And if it's not there yet, of course. That that actually does bring me to something that I've missed a lot of this year, is the roadmap slides at the end of the presentation. I did get a few. But uh, not I, I not I as I many. No,
1: no. And I really love what Sue Hanley did last year. Was she actually. them all together. Uh, yeah, she brought them all together in one PowerPoint with eight or 12 slides. I saw
0: one today uh, uh, in the search connector piece, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. were adi- identifying what was coming next, but it made me realize that yep. we hadn't got them for the Cortex knowledge sites. We haven't actually had given, given dates no. true. as to when they're rolling yes. out, whereas they they've normally made true. a big thing of that. So I, I yeah. kind of get the impression yeah. that there's a philosophy That's that true. says, okay, look, because we, we actually had a whole podcast where we said, what have you failed yes, to do? maybe they got scared. And they said, oh, no, these guys
1: made a podcast with everything that we didn't deliver on time. So maybe let's not talk about dates anymore.
0: No, no, because we know Steve and Marin are going to be there. And if they yes. see them, they'll put them yes. on that podcast. With we'll all not those
1: say it's going to come in April. We're going to say it's the first half
0: of the year. First half. and Don't tell them which year. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. but seriously there <coughs> was definitely missing some of that stuff yeah uh, and I don't think it's intentional as much as we can joke about it uh, I think a lot of it is that they simply don't know at this point in time with some of these things because they they can be quite complex yep. but some of the demos we've seen today I- is pretty cool terms term sets term store yep. uh, upgrade which is the moment is just to look see but the new dashboard of all those terms the analytics
1: so that's gonna yeah be
0: awesome yeah. no it is really good but but as we said coming together AI appearing everywhere yeah um, search uh we'll do a podcast on search governance i think because uh the whole governance around that is going to be uh important and the processes yes. and yes. the relationships that you need with the partners and the business value from search so that is going to be a big one yep. yes you cool so that was search well what else have we picked up this week wow A we cold. a cold <laughs> 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 no, I don't think we did it cold. Uh, it has been a whirlwind of
1: news and people and and, and walking around and drinking. And we, had no. whiskies. we
0: had some whiskeys. We had some whiskeys. Maybe it's time nice. to talk about a whiskey. Well, we're going to have to talk about a whiskey separately. We're going to have to chop a whiskey talk on the end of this. Yeah. Because we didn't bring one here. That's okay. Now I can live with that Let's start
1: one in one...
0: <laughs> Two, yeah, three, three, go. Hey guys, it's Stephen Moran here. We, uh, we've we obviously been to Ignite all week, and by tradition, on the last day, we tend to hit that very, very well known, select and secluded venue, Hooters. Well, you know, nowadays they have a reasonable amount of whiskey, so it's not too bad. But we came here specifically because we wanted to identify uh, a whiskey that we knew was on their books that we'd not tasted before. You know I like the Irish whiskey, so it is an Irish whiskey. I'm kind of going to hand over to uh, Moraine because he's got a bit of the history on this, and it was uh, on his list of ones to taste, just as I grab hold of this glass and give it a taste. so we are
1: tasting the proper 12 which was made famous by the mfa fighter conor mcgregor of course the guy with the biggest mouth i get i think in the in the whole sport um so yeah i saw it here on the in the bar so i thought yeah let's just try it because i heard some really bad things about it it is a blend of course um, didn't hear a lot of good things about it, so yeah, then I just guess I had to try. I have to say it's actually pretty smooth, pretty mellow. It uh, doesn't have any aftertaste at all, it just dies down very very quickly. It is on the sweeter side. Um, I think this is a brilliant one to pair up with uh, Coca-Cola or something.
0: It's very honey. Though. It is very honey, yeah. Smooth is the word. If it, it's an Irish whiskey, it is Irish smooth. Kind of oily smooth. It kind of just slides down. No rough, no rough edges on the side of the tongue. Interesting tasting of, of sweet corn, honeyed sweet corn, popcorny kind of taste yeah uh, so it's quite nice so there we go we're uh, we're in orlando we're at ignite we're in hooters just before we go and get our uh our flight uh, we're watching a bit of nascar on the big screens and we're drinking proper 12 irish whiskey cool i'm gonna hand over and get him to say goodbye he was watching the television screens here we go yeah, to be honest, I wasn't really watching the television. I was looking a little bit lower. Oh, okay. I think it's time to move on now and just say ciao from Orlando. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. And, uh, yeah, we got lots and lots to talk about coming up. So we'll catch up with you guys later. Bye. Wow. wow.
1: That was, that was <laughs> so very interesting. Oh, man. That was good. We have
0: to do that again. We'll have to do that again. Yes. So have we actually know something else I want to talk about. I sat and watched another session today which, uh, when you shot off this afternoon, which is really funny. It was about two guys that was doing a podcast. So they turned it into a presentation on one of the theater stages here on how to set up and do your own podcast. Who was that? Was that... No idea. Alistair
1: and Alistair Pugin and... Um, no idea. Oh, I always forget his name. and I, w- um, uh, I was having a cigarette with him yesterday. Oh damn! Anyway, it doesn't anyway. matter. But okay. it was quite
0: funny because he said, um, "Yeah, we we have a process, and our process is we kind of get together, and we start talking about what we're going to talk about. We start mm-hmm. maybe we make a few notes, and then at some point, somebody says, hey, why have we not got the microphone turned on?'" And I'm going, "Yes, oh, yep. I know that feeling. Yep, I yep. know that feeling. We have that all the time." Mm-hmm. But there you go.
1: So we 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 actually made it worse now. We just turned it on and then we were like, hmm, what are we going to talk about? I know. So, I think we kind of uh, conferenced out. Well, I was also just talking with uh, Daryl, the guy from Daryl as a service. The guy who's making a lot of videos and and podcasts and he was, uh, I I had a talk with him a few months ago and he remembered me and said, oh yeah, you guys are making a podcast and that's so cool. And I said, yeah, but we don't deliver news and he was actually saying no but it's it's okay because it's more like it's more relaxed and it's more around governance and it's more about the casual conversational style uh instead of delivering bam 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 all these bombshells one after the other um It's difficult
0: not to hear, though, isn't it? If you think of all the announcements and releases, it's difficult not for us to jump on board and start talking about Project Cortex, yes, as if it's something special. When uh, we've seen some demos, but it's actually it's always the same demo, yeah.
1: Always, yeah. Some, some small.
0: Or maybe, maybe we could have talked about how the fact that you'll soon be able to drag a document into a document library and it will go and find all the metadata for you and pre-fill it all out. Yep. Or about the fact that. And then, or about the fact that you could do... And then there was also that thing about... Yeah, the one. And then don't forget, you can do that. And Also, so I did uh, a few
1: hours at the Teams booth. I was helping out. And I actually got into a conversation with a uh, Teams PM, uh, which I cannot remember the name of.
0: I assume you mean a Teams Uh, project manager.
1: uh, Yeah, yes. Um... And um, she was in charge of a, a poll and survey uh, tool
0: a in Teams. A poll and a survey tool. Yeah.
1: So my first idea was why not just use forms in there. And she was actually showing to me what it, um, how it works. And it's that cool. And I'm convinced that it's going to be used so much in Teams. So what you actually third do... party? Uh, no, it's It's included in Teams. You have to install it via the little Team Store. So if you, you've got that little ellipsis and you can actually add it, just like you add, for example, Praise yep. or the WhoBot. Uh, same thing, you just add a poll uh, in there. Then you can just set up a poll. Did you ever use, uh, for example, Polly? where you write down the the question and and the answers. Um, This is like that, but then in a visual way. So you just get this little pop-up. You write down what you want to ask. You say, this is the kind of answer I expect. Is it a multiple choice? Is it a text field? These are the values. These are multiple questions or one question. You send it off, and it will actually... Uh, give you a visual representation of the answers it will also send reminders to people that haven't replied in your team that haven't answered that poll
0: for example so just to be clear you were the consultant on the team stand answering everybody's questions yes and you learned from one of the people who came to ask questions about a new service
1: no she was just asking from the people that were there to see what they thought of the product and how they could innovate uh, okay. further.
0: So you she was working with you. Yes. So you I said to you her, you had a bunch of questions that you couldn't answer. Yes, exactly. There's a, there's so many of them around though, aren't they? I mean, and it's not just because they're signed as super complex questions. Some of them are kind of super simple questions that nobody's really thought about before. Exactly. And and the one the one question that I didn't think about before
1: that now jumps into mind is. So we've got now all these devices that are Teams certified. What does that mean? And I couldn't answer that. So I've got these speakers to put in a meeting room and they're Teams certified. Okay. What does that
0: mean? We actually did answer that because we talked about it afterwards, didn't we? We talked
1: about it afterwards, but at that moment I couldn't couldn't say what
0: it was. So would you do this again next time? Or would you then go? I
1: definitely would because uh Yannick uh, Reikmans, uh was uh, on the boot next to me and they were doing the um, the whiteboard feature where you can actually walk in front of the, the whiteboard ghost. and yes. you will see the ghost image. And that was super popular. Everyone wanted to try that out. And I, if I would ever do the boot 2D again, I would definitely do s- something s- like that. One. Something that is fun, something that you can actually see and play around and this was just like okay ask me whatever you want
0: well it's like you had a a question somebody said can you tell me what the difference is between running teams on on an iphone and on an android device please yes what are the differences go to google and bloody well look it up but question because in google
1: you will get results you will not get (laughs) answers so you go to the booth because you want to get answers and not
0: results but it's a silly way of asking a question isn't it Um, Well, maybe the answer is, so which phones are they going to use in your organization? Oh, iPhones. Well, there's your answer. You're going to use whatever you get on your iPhone, because that's the phone you have. You're not going to make the choice of my mobile device based upon what functionality a particular app will give me. That is actually, that is what I should have said yesterday. Uh, But that's the reality of the situation. Yes. Yeah, but because... One day, there'll be more stuff on Android to do, and then a month later, there'll be more stuff on iPad true. to do. Yeah, is the other thing, just to make you feel a little better. I know you're not feeling bad about it anyway. <laughs> I actually... <laughs> no, 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 no. It's uh, true. I actually had a bunch of Microsoft people in front of the team stand on Monday. Okay. and uh, this poor soul couldn't even answer the questions people were giving him this was a Microsoft certified individual and so then somebody else came along and started saying oh yeah and then they started texting the engineer to try and get the team's engineers to oh come yeah. over huh. so uh, I honestly think Makes that sense. there are so many people with so many diverse ideas on what they're going to use these applications for mm-hmm. that it's difficult to I've just I've just come from a, an on conference session with Tracy Vanden Schrift Schreif, right? yeah. and um, where she basically tried to identify people's uh, adoption and rollout options in terms of Office 365 and where y- where they were at
1: did she talk about baseline governance
0: she didn't talk about ah. baseline governance no um, but it we was a really good s- it was a good session and I think this idea I, I'm going to develop this a little bit more because I quite like these sort of more interactive sessions as you know but we only had about I'm going to guess, 20 people in, in the audience. Mm. And yet, there was 15 different reasons why everybody was going to Office 365. So within my business, why did you choose to go to Office 365? And everybody explains it. There was 15 different reasons. I don't yep. You know, what it, all slightly variations of others. And mm. I guess if you grouped them together, you could probably get them down to four or five bigger groups. But that diversity... Is the flexibility you have in the the Microsoft workplace, you know? When we do Teams, we are going to do it this way. So it's all right saying that this scalpel and spray can stuff about the governance, okay? Your organization, you need to decide the answers to these questions for your scalpel decisions, all right, for your organization. And it won't work for anybody else's organization. Exactly. Bloom, we... We wanted to try and set up a, uh, an application that would do governance based on numbers. Governance in a box. Governance in a box. And uh, it was just difficult to do. Nobody was really interested. No. Because everybody's different and everybody wants something different. Yes. And the thing that struck me in that session that I was listening to today or part of today or whatever, was that... It it's like if I, if I, I g- can just
1: just reply with an analogy with the scalpel... Yeah, It's the same with a doctor. If you got 100 people in in your doctor's office waiting, it's not like the doctor's gonna come out and say, okay, everyone who has a cold, use this, done, get out. Everyone who has a bleeding toenail, do this and get out. No, he will get everyone separately in, listen to them, listen to their needs, their requirements, give a solution, get paid, and then they can send them off to do the rest of the work. Yeah. So maybe that's what we do as well.
0: Yeah, and we're bouncing back to what we said on the last podcast in some respects. Our position working within the organization is that we have to really know across all of the whole organization how we're going to roll out Office 365. We can't just go in and say, well, we're going to do exchange, and we'll forget the rest for the time being we have to plan ahead on how we're going to do collaboration, for example, Mm -hmm. because we need to sort out Active Directory, the connections, external, no external, port numbers, blah, 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 all the stuff that you have to do just to get the basic connection in before you start thinking about how you're going to migrate the Exchange. But at that point, you can't can't suddenly go back and go, oh, yeah, we now need to do Teams, without thinking about it from the beginning. So as, as consultants, we just like the doctor, he starts off with, hey, I've got forty-five thousand medical diseases here. All right, what is it that's bothering you? Oh, you've got a runny nose. Okay, yep. I've now come down to two thousand. Okay, and uh, that runny really nose—Are you? Do you have a temperature? I'm now down to one thousand. See you right. I love that analogy. I absolutely love that analogy. That uh, shut me down, really. And on that bombshell. On that bombshell. I think it's time to round up. No, I'm enjoying this too much. What I else know can we talk are. about? <laughs> don't want to go out. I want to stay in my little glass booth, where people are looking at me, and you can watch people walking past and, and wave at We got at them. Sarah walking yeah, by, Sarah. Oh. on her phone. As going, usual, hey, how you doing? And people are waving at. <laughs> this is neat stuff. I don't know. This is like no. a permanent 50 minutes of fame, isn't it? You're in a glass bowl. In the middle of a 25,000 people Yes. Conference. Is this how
1: a lady from the street was must feel
0: Oh, like? we could be in Amsterdam. We could be all, all
1: fancy all fancy and stuff. And yeah. I <laughs> guess so we could. Let's not go there. No, this
0: is well worth following up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I'm already regretting this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it is a bit that way, folks. We'll, we'll make yeah. sure we take some photographs, but... Uh, uh, yeah, and I was also trying to work out when I was mixing down the first podcast where all the noise was coming from. Oh, we don't have a roof we over no, our head. There's no roof no, on it. So exactly. So if you just... Listen, everybody.
1: But that's good. I mean, uh, it's, it's good. We got some background noise.
0: I was actually nice. thinking when I was mixing it down that they'd added it in <laughs> to provide some ambient noise. But now I'm sitting here realizing that it's... Uh, because we've got headphones on, so we can't hear yeah. ourselves. As soon as no. you take it off. Yeah. It gets noisy. Absolutely. All right. All cool. right. I do give in. I let's, think we've talked about more up. than enough yes. for now. And we want to try and get some whiskey and plop it on at the end for yeah. our our whiskey listeners. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that would be, uh, we would need to do that. I did have two people while I've been here that listened to the podcast that don't listen to the whiskey bit.
1: Really? Yes.
0: Yes, and we know some of them too. Okay, and uh, I was thinking, so they don't want to listen to the whiskey bit. So for those people that don't listen to the whiskey bit and don't listen to the whiskey bit, bye. Because we're now (laughs) going to go on and taste a whiskey. (laughs) All right, cool. All right, and this whiskey is whatever. We're going to record it and add it on later. So we'll just wait a second. And then we'll do I the thought we were already,
1: already doing that earlier. That we would plug it in there. Earlier than this. Yeah, at the one point where we said three to one go. Oh, okay. Part out no.
0: So what are we doing now then? Nothing. Oh, Just so uh, is is the rounding out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So I guess that's goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from him. <laughs> See you next time, <laughs> folks. Bye. Bye.